This is the Straight Dope Podcast, and we're back to talk about a theme that has been circulating and continues to circulate. It's connected to last week, and it's going to be connected to some in the future because I think it's preseason. It's preseason for just about everything that people are doing. I understand there's some matches out there, and there's some things that you can do, but largely people are in that pre-season stage and some of that means doing nothing some of it means looking at all the gadgets some of it means listening to podcasts and reading books you know what it means to you so I'm not going to go on about this I think that we see a lot of releases of technology we see a lot of releases of new stuff because SHOT Show is coming up and I think that's pretty cool I also think it's a way to distract you from your actual improvement we have this tendency, and it's exacerbated by social media and advertising, of, holy crap, this flashy, shiny new thing, we got to get it, we got to get it. And that's where the reality monster kind of pops in and can distract you. But reality is reality. And this kind of idea of conform or die can steer us in a direction that takes us away from our goals and I know that I haven't been super clear yet about what I'm going to talk about. And you could probably uh, just chalk it up to that's my style. But I want to talk about the slower approach to reaching your goal, but not to be slow to be slow and not take time just to be slow and to take time, but to broaden your skill set and spread out your awareness and gather experiences so that you can pull them back together down the road as the ability to problem solve. And when you go out and get more experience, when you train, when you think and you use your brain and you absorb those kind of direct experience items, you can bring it back in and link them together yourself to solve problems faster. Adaptability comes from that ability to solve problems. And in shooting, you can't really extract problem solving from any of the applications that we do. So there is a huge benefit to slowing down, spreading out, and taking the time and investing that time appropriately in this preseason stage in order to better put the odds in your favor of improving and performing better at whatever your chosen outlet is. And, you know, I think that the more diverse your skill sets are and the better you are at being able to apply those experiences and problem-solving characteristics and abilities, the better off you're going to be in the long run. So taking that time to familiarize yourself with your rifle system, how it works, is important. Now, you're probably rolling your eyes and saying, yeah, yeah, well, I've heard this before, and I understand that, and I believe it. But the thing is, we usually fall into a track of you know, just kind of sticking with the thing that we do, right? You're going to do it, and it worked last year, so you're going to do it more. And doing the same thing more and more and more and harder and harder and harder usually doesn't get us where we want to be. And often that's because you're looking down a single track, and you're missing that broader understanding of what you're doing because if you knew it, you would be doing it already. So I fall back on those examples of 
let's take a cleanse from technology. Let's take a cleanse from social media. Let's back off and think about doing this analog. Now, obviously that sounds weird being on a podcast and I use gadgets and tech all the time. So there's a deliberate kind of context to this. And that deliberate context is questioning the things that we do. Now, I talk about gravity ballistics a lot because one of the things that it reinforces is that when you shoot, that bullet's going to go where it's going to go. And it doesn't matter what a device tells you. It doesn't matter what any numbers tell you. It just goes where it goes. And obviously, things influence where it goes. But the truth is, if you do the same thing, it's going to go to the same place every time. And you don't need anything else to teach you that. You just do it over and over again. Some people get lost in, man, it keeps going there. And not thinking what's causing it, what's influencing it. And also, that's data that I could take forward and use. If I always hit center of the target at 1,000 yards at 7.6 mils, I don't, I don't need anything to tell me what I need to hit 1,000 yards. I dial 7.6 mils. It's going to go there. Obviously, if I leave Colorado and the environment changes, that's going to change. But I can appreciate that by going somewhere else, shooting 1,000 yards, and go, wow, why is it different? Why, when I go to California, is it 8.4 mils? And I write that down, and I take that to consideration. I'm not looking for you to tell me the answer. I understand differences between California and Colorado. What I'm saying is doing that and reinforcing it. When you go to Colorado, 7.6. When you go to California, it's 8.4. You go back and forth. That's repeatable. That's consistent. Uh, you know, in the summertime in Colorado, it might be 8.5. Nevertheless, I'm getting that training value of <clears throat> I'm doing something and I'm thinking about it on my own. I'm thinking about it because reality is trying to teach me a lesson. Reality is trying to show me something. And the more I can feel and sense and absorb what's happening without something logging it or telling me exactly what to do, our brains are wired to solve problems. Our brains are wired to try to find patterns and predictability. But we can turn that off. We can hit the pause button on what we are really designed to do which is take experiences and adapt to them and learn to problem solve with a positive outcome, like that, that's what humans do. And when you say, well, I'm going to just let this thing tell me what to do, and you do it and it doesn't work, and you go, man, there's something wrong with my thing. Or the target's not the, that's not the distance, or that's not the wind, or that's not this. It, it kind of defaults to troubleshooting a thing rather than appreciating what's happening in the big picture. Now, I think in the preseason, that's really important. When you're fine-tuning for performance, it should have worked out all those kinks. And then you're going to, I have a plan A, and from my experiencing, broadening my understanding, I've created a plan B. For example, I'm going to go up to the stage, I'm going to dial this, and I'm going to shoot. If I hit, I'm going to continue that plan. If I miss... I've already worked out, I know exactly what to do, I'm going to fall into plan B, 
and I'm going to do it. And so you, you're, you're leading yourself by executing a decision that you've already made. I know what to do. Bang. I know what to do. Bang. And that'll lead us to success, success, success. So if you go up and you say, shoot a, you know, plan A, plan A, plan A, oh, plan C, plan C, plan C, plan A, plan A, plan A, oh, that's a plan B. You are going to be self-directed. And I think a lot of those decisions come from not relying on the gadgets, but making the plan before the gadgets come into the context. Then you use the gadgets and it happens much faster. Asking those important questions about reality and understanding what is happening, or maybe not even understanding it completely, but but seeing and, and feeling and identifying that there are patterns and there's predictability and that you can solve that on your own can save you time, can save you rounds, can save you money, and it can complement and enhance your experience down the road. So with people I coach and with myself in preseason stages, I like to back off and just say, well, let's just see what happens without trying to insert, I think I know what's going to happen. Then write it down and repeat that. Let's see what's going to happen. Let's kind of be open to different ideas. Let's try different ideas without doing what I've been told to do. Let's try to think outside the box a little bit. So we might collect more data points in our experience bucket that we could then fall back on later when we're coming up with plan A, plan B, plan C. And it doesn't have to take too long, but a couple months thinking about how your mind, how your body, how your equipment, how your rounds, how the behavior, the expected target sizes, things that you might be able to do by backing up a little bit and then moving forward, you can add experience to technology and and that like I say, a lot of the times, like the technology with experience is an unbeatable combination. But you kind of need to spend time fostering and nurturing and expanding that experience base. And sometimes that means kind of playing outside the box, doing things that maybe you, you wouldn't do or you've never seen done before to get that experience. Um taking lists of things that you heard or following what you saw somebody do or this person said to do this or that, it, it turns off that part of your brain that's problem solving and it's just, okay, they said do this, I do this and does it work or not? And then if it doesn't work, you're not thinking like, well, what is it about it? You're thinking, man, I must be doing it wrong. And that I don't think that promotes high performance. I don't think that promotes positive outcomes. I think that's just, you know, I'm doing what somebody told me to do. I'm following a list, a cookbook, a set of directions and not getting the nuances that we need, but we're designed and programmed and absolutely able to adapt, learn and adjust and appreciate that. If we're not thinking like I need to do steps one, two, three. And that's the benefit of the preseason. Right? The preseason is expand your base before you start tuning in for performance. Tuning in for performance is totally different, but this is the phase that I'm in, and it's kind of the stuff that I tend to be talking about with people. Now, everybody's specifics, everybody's topics, everybody's direction, direction or, or base that's lacking is a little bit different, and so you can't really talk about a blanket statement, you know, do this kind of stuff, but... Think about where there's holes. Think about where there's gaps. Are there themes to failures? Are there themes to problem solving? When something goes wrong, 
can you fix it quick or or do, do you end up kind of chasing your tail around for a while? And those are the indicators that there's something to be filled in. There's more experiences needed so that you're able to adapt and adjust and not have those high and low performances. I think that if, if you do one thing consistently, and let's say, um, I, I can't even, I don't even know what to say. Let's, let's say you have one specific kind of outlet and that one specific kind of outlet you should be fairly tuned for, and so your performance should be fairly consistent in that one specific outlet. But if you've got high-low, high-low, high-low performances, there are definitely gaps to be made. Somebody that's more consistent more often is often a sign that they've got more experience because they can adapt themselves to a variety of scenarios rather than, you know, I need to do 20 of them because I'm a luck out and six of them are going to fit what I'm good at and the other ones are going to be throwaway. Somebody that's really good can adapt to all those scenarios. They're going to be consistent time after time after time, regardless of where it is and what it is and how it is. Now, that is easier when you're doing a particular refined context. If you're a bench rest shooter and you perform well at bench rest, awesome. If you're an F-class shooter and you perform well at F-class, awesome. If you're kind of trying to do it all, Obviously, there's going to be some ups and downs, but your general skill level is going to be kind of consistent. You can map that out uh, over time. I think that you need to be realistic about what, what it is that you're looking for in terms of that consistency. But if you do like a particular style or league and you have performances that go up and down, I think that's a true indication that it's a good idea to back up, figure out how to fill in those voids. And filling in those voids means backing away from the systems that you rely on to make better systems and also allow your brain and your body to adapt better to those changing environments. And um, otherwise, you're going to get repeated failures and you're always going to get the same results and you're not really going to get better. You're going to be kind of navigating in the dark in these giant big loops going lots of miles but not really getting anywhere. So how do you foster that adaptability? Like I said, I think it comes from backing away from these are the procedures that I follow and thinking about in a very, very kind of open context, what, what's predictable? What is expected? What's really happening? You know, how am I using this stuff? And how is it designed to be used? How is it meant to be used? And getting just some raw, like, I'm just going to go out and see what happens. Write it down and then think about it. Don't look for answers. Don't ask other people. Think about it yourself. Write them down. Try to come up with explanations. Try to find patterns. Try to find ways of mapping it in a way that your brain is going to try to make those connections and loops and jumps and that's encouraging the nervous system to branch out and reach and try to harness and resource all of the things that you have available to you. And that can go a long way, right? You might not have your highest hit percentage. You might miss everything. But what it's doing for you is creating the opportunity down the road to have a bigger base to solve problems faster and to get to your goal faster, actually. So it's not a bad thing to go to the range and miss all your shots. If you're thinking about stuff, if you're gathering information that your brain can use, 
But then you have to be careful about rushing to the internet to try to find an answer or have somebody else answer it for you. So don't let somebody else answer your problems for you. Try to figure them out and then go back and see if what you figured out works. Ask those questions, get that information as best you can. And then when you hit a dead end and you've done it for a while, now you start tying all that stuff back together and it's going to tie back together into a better, clearer picture. So I do think that the more traditional um, apprenticeship kind of approach to learning skills is extremely valuable. And one of those benefits of slowing down and getting an apprenticeship is it gives you the opportunity to fail. It gives you opportunity to have more exposure to the left and right of the experiences and allows you to troubleshoot but also have a conversation with somebody that has probably also seen lots of diverse things. And then you can talk about it in a way that doesn't say, you know, this is exactly what you're going to do. But it says, here are some things that you could do in those cases that could have a better outcome. But those outcomes are going to be context dependent. And if you're thinking about it, and then you have that trusted source that you could think about it, and you have a small conversation, those experiences, they take time, and they might not be exactly a scenario that you're talking about, but it gives you a little bit more to pull from and pull from and build that base that's very important. How would I say to do that in general? You know, I encourage people just to go to the range you know, if you know a distance to a target, just shoot at it till you get a waterline hit and write it down and say, okay, for that distance, this is what my rifle wants to hold. Shoot at another one. Okay, at that distance, this is what my rifle wants to hold. In these wind conditions, I kind of have to tend this much to the right or left rather than a specific hold. You might not know the wind speed if you're not using any technology, but kind of understand, okay, it's, it's off to the side based on how it feels. You're not going to do that in a competition, but you are going to develop that innate sense of, I know what to do, and when that lines up with a specific number that a gadget brought you, you're going to have a better feel for it, and that instinct is going to complement the gadget. Just like throwing a ball. I think Jacob Bynum talks about movers a lot. Like, you don't need to tell me what the lead is when I throw a ball to somebody that's running. I just kind of know how to do it from experience. And he can do that with shooting too. Like, I just kind of know I'm going to lead in this and I'm going to shoot and it's going to fly there and get to them when it gets to them. And he'll get impact after impact. Now, if you have to plug it into your device to tell you that, that's going to sound really foreign. But on the other hand, if when you plug that into your device, it complements what he would say the lead would be after kind of looking in the reticle, and then you think like, wow, that's kind of weird. Um, those two things marry up, and now you can have extra confidence that you didn't miss something or that your hunch is wrong. And that comes from playing a little bit. And so I guess... You know, I didn't say that before, but but it really is to go out and kind of play like a kid, like play in a safe way, but play in a way that you're getting data that you can rely on that's different from the data that you hear that you're supposed to get and use all the time. 
And when it's done correctly, they're both going to say the same thing. And this is a time to do that. And I think that that's very important. Um, you know, I've been shooting a lot of pistols. And I think pistols are a great way to train things that apply directly to bolt gunning. You might think that sounds crazy. You might think that sounds good. But for me, a lot has been coming from shooting pistols and, and thinking about, all right, you know, what did I learn in general and how does that apply to shooting as a whole? Obviously, there's some things that are harder trying to do what I'm doing with a pistol with a bolt gun, but the innate sense and the experience volume is going to apply and carry over in ways because it's broadening that base and it's causing that curiosity to stay turned on. And that curiosity really does drive us towards building that base that can then be refined for a season, refined for an application. And then when you turn that switch on to, hey, I'm going to go to a competition, I need to tune in to this, you turn those switches, those lights, those procedures on, and then you get ready and you go do the performance stuff that is good for a competition. But then afterwards, you're right, you debrief, you back out a little bit, and you have this cycle of focused performance-based stuff and then broader experience-based stuff. And that broader experience-based stuff doesn't have to directly apply every time to a specific performance niche because it's giving you a broader sense of what works and what doesn't. And most of the time, it's probably going to be what doesn't work. And you say, well, I do this and it doesn't work. I do this and it doesn't work. But when you start to see the patterns of what works, that has to apply back in to the technology. So... I think my, my train of thought kind of ran out here, but I think that if I could say anything about where my mind has been at lately, it's, it's that saying that like without the aid of the computers, without the aid of technology, we should be able to do quite a bit. What we can do is based on you know what we go out and see that we can do repeatedly, and we start to build those um, broader uh, kind of instinctual, reflexive capabilities but if it's true, the reality monster won't come and bite us. If it's true, it'll line up with everything. Everything will match and overlap. If it's not true, they won't line up. And so get both specific and broad contextual days out at the range. And I think that'll, that'll benefit you quite a bit. And at this point, if it's a couple months to your first competition time invested is probably better off doing those reflexive experiences, those pattern recognition experiences, the base building experiences, because it doesn't take too long to tune in. It doesn't take too long to refine and hone that you can have in that high performance. But it does take a long time to get that experience, and this is a good time to do it. Anyway, if you like this, uh, and you want to hear more detailed, more specific thoughts, the subcast is where those come out. And that comes to subscribers at riflecraft.com. So if you want one of those, get a subscription and you will be added to a private uh, members-only podcast. If you like this, you can also go over to milehighshooting.com or Utah Air Guns and tell them that you're into it. This kind of stuff is general, but that general really does 
play a huge role in performance. And if you want coaching or more specific stuff, hit me up, chris at riflecraft.com. I am going to sign off now because my mind has wandered away from the subject. It's late Monday night, and um, but I'm going to post this anyway because that is what we do here at The Straight Dope. We just have ideas, and we share them. Whether they help you or not kind of is a mystery, but if it does help you and you do like this kind of stuff, reach out to me. I love chatting with you, and I love hearing from listeners, so email me, chris at riflecraft.com, and let me know your thoughts, ideas, um, whether you agree, disagree, or if you want to hear about something more specifically. Otherwise, I will see you later.